What's up, what's up, my highness queens? We are back with another episode of Bluntly Black Girls. And this week's guest, this week's highness queen that came through and put one in the air with me is Shawnee. She is a sex coach, um, a co-owner of Heart's Desire, an erotic boutique in the DMV, and the owner of The Noir Leave, a CBD company that focuses on your sexual pleasure. Can't be mad at that, right? Um, So we hear how a random pop-up, or not one, quite a few apparently, but random pop-ups at her man's store, her man's erotic boutique, turned turned her into an intimacy coach and a CBDpreneur. Um, We also cover the benefits of CBD in your sex life, destigmatizing masturbation, and of course, we smoke some fire-ass joints. Let me tell you, I had so much fun recording this episode with Shawnee. She is such a character. She had me laughing the entire time, but she dropped some really, really great gems about how CBD can help you in your sexual life, um, whether it's with your partner or by yourself, um, or just really just coming to appreciate your body and what you enjoy in the bedroom or wherever else you prefer to have sex. It doesn't have to be in the bedroom. Maybe it's a shower. Maybe it is on the beach, you know? I don't know if that's legal, but, you know, do what you do. Anyways, grab a joint, grab a blunt, grab your bong, grab some type of apparatus to consume some cannabis, and let's talk about some sex with Shawnee. So let me introduce who came to smoke with me today. It's my girl, Highness Queen Shawnee. She is a sex educator, a certified sex coach, owner of Heart's Desires, and the founder of the Noir Leaf, a sensual CBD company. That's a whole lot. You do a whole lot. And it's all about CBD and sex. And I love those things. I think those things are great. So I was like, yes, I need her on my show. <laughs> um, so tell us about yourself, Shawnee. You said mostly it's, I'm, I'm actually trying to figure out more things to say about myself. Cause like you said, everything is sex. My husband and I, we own two adult stores, the stores, Hearts Desires and DMV. Then like you said, I have the CBD company and I counsel couples on sex. My whole world revolves around sex. And if one of my missions is to actually have more things to talk about. When people say, name something about yourself. <laughs> well, you know what? I I mean, I hear you, but also I think these are some like pretty awesome things. Like, thank you. Yeah, thank you. like this is pretty, like, there's so many different, it's all sex, but it's so many different avenues. Like, and it just shows you thank how you. diverse the industry can be because all of these things in one person and all encompass with sex and CBD. I, I, I really enjoy it and that's probably why I don't have as many more things to add because I, I do enjoy all the things that I do in my life that revolve around sex mm-hmm. that's why you got that glow because I be seeing you glowing your skin always your skin is popping it's because the great sex I believe it and the joy <laughs> and that's me rubbing the glow um, I'm not one that does a whole face wash routine, but when I finish rubbing all the oils on my body, I take my hands and rub them on my face. My esthetician hates me for doing that, but that's what it is. It's an oil glow. You know, like we put all the butters and everything on our face and probably shouldn't 
But that's that's what it is. It's, it's, it's oils and butters. <laughs> I wish. I wish. My skin would die. My aunt can do that, though. <laughs> she literally, like, she has always moisturized her face with Vaseline. And I'm, oh my. And yeah, I'm like, I could never. Like, <laughs> I could never. I, my skin is so sensitive that, no. And oils, I, I wash my, I, I'll do my hair, right? And then I wash my hands. And then I'll put lotion on my face. Or or I'll put, like, the serum or whatever. And then I'll go back to doing my hair. And then I have to wash my hands again just to make sure I don't get anything from my hair onto my face. Because then it's going to break. Like, it does not take much for my skin to break out on my face. So I wash my hands so much during the day. That's also why I was able to, this this pandemic thing was, like, that transition of always washing your hands was not really a thing for me. Because I already washed my hands 50 times a day. Right, you already do that. Mm-hmm. See, me, I'm the one that had to get used to doing it over and over again, especially being at my retail stores and being around people, constantly touching things that people touch, and I'm constantly wiping things down. Yeah, it was a big transition for me, definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so tell us about your your cannabis journey and how did you get started and what made you want to be a uh, sex coach extraordinaire and begin the New Orleans. Tell us all that information. So I already was in the sex arena when I started my CBD company. We already had the stores. I was already a sex coach and sex educator and do a lot of speaking engagements, talking to primarily black women and black couples about sex. And then in 2018, when hemp became legal from the farm bill, People, you know, they just putting CBD in everything. So the hot thing in the adult store world was CBD lube. So people was coming into the store like, you got CBD lube, you got you got that. And I'm like, no, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> so I started carrying CBD lube and not really knowing nothing about it. Just, you know, you got to get the people what they want. So people, women especially, were coming in and talking about how much it helped them with their sex lives and how amazing it was for them to get pleasure back with sex. And I was like, huh, let me look into this damn CBD thing a little a little further. So the more I looked into it and saw that it could help me, like, with mental cramps and I had anxiety real bad, sometimes um, borderline on depression. And I started taking CBD myself to help with those issues that I had in my life. And I would talk to my friends about it. I'm like, yo, I don't know if y'all know about this CBD thing. Y'all need to be taking it. It's so awesome. And people was like, ah, is, do it get you high? You going to get locked up? Is it legal? No one knew. Back in 2018, no one knew in, in my circle. No one knew what it was, what it, you know, what it had the power to do. And I was like, I'm a former company that specifically talks to black people about CBD and how it can help them in their life with stress, pain, sleep, all of that. So that's how it started. But then when I launched my CBD, my own CBD lube line, people kept having me talk about cannabis and sex and CBD lube. And no one was really asking me about the other aspects of CBD. And I was like, hmm, maybe I should just rebrand and make this into a sensual CBD company because that's what everybody's coming to me for because that's what they know me for sex. So that's how it evolved into what it is now, where I still carry a lot of the things that people think about when they think about a CBD company, tinctures, gummies, topicals, things like that. 
but I try to talk about how those things also help with sex besides just the lube and massage oils and arousal oils and things like that. So that's how it all came about. Yeah, that's amazing. You took what you knew and you ran with it. You just added. It it wasn't a lot of people talking about Mm -hmm. um, cannabis and sex, CBD and sex in particular. So it was just an avenue that people wanted the information. I was like, all right, okay, I know about it. I'll do it. (laughs) Right. And I think that's something that's like very important is like being able to not feel ashamed and be able to talk, go somewhere where you can talk and ask these questions and get answers back without being made to feel like it's taboo or you should be ashamed of it. And so that's the other reason why I really wanted you on the show is because I was like, we're trying to destigmatize cannabis. Like, I think we should also destigmatize sex and enjoying sex and black women enjoying sex while high or with CBD. I yeah, actually think everything should be done while high. That's just my personal opinion. Uh, <laughs> but, you know. Cannabis and sex is awesome. But you brought up a really good point about, so I already had my job as sex educator was already getting through to black women, getting over all the taboo and the shame and the guilt when it comes to sex. Then I added all of the taboo-ness and, <laughs> and everything when it comes to cannabis and CBD and all these different things. So it's like I have like a, a, a twofer. I have mm-hmm. a twofer job and when I put them all together, which I love. And people keep saying, especially like my business mentors, like, why the hell do you keep starting these fucking businesses <laughs> that you can't run ads and the shit's illegal and you get banned on social media? Why do you keep doing these sorts of businesses? And I was like, because that's the stuff people need to know about. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's needed because somebody needs to do it. And so why not me? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I love that thought process because, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's important work and I think that somebody needs to do it. And why not you? Yes, please indulge as much as as much as you wish. So tell me, how did you become um, a sex coach? Like how that how that? Because I it feel started. like you know, as a as a child, nobody says, you know what, I'm going to grow up and tell people the joys of sex. Never. Yeah. I would have never thought about it. I thought I was going to grow up and be a doctor until I went to undergrad and was a biology class and almost fainted at the side of blood. And I was like, <laughs> maybe this not for me. <laughs> maybe it's time change to pivot. Maybe right. it's time change to pivot. Yeah, I would change the pre-pharmacy and still dropped out. But I started, my husband actually started our, our adult, I call it erotic boutiques because I like to be bougie. So he started the company Hearts Desires when it was already going when we met. He had one store, um, and I used to, a lot of people probably about to frown at their face, but I would pop up. I would pop up at the store, but like, what's going on? Because most of the customers are women, when we sell dancewear and heels, and you know, the strippers come in there, and they're flirting right thing, and I used to just pop up, like, hey, I was in the area, what's right. going on? No, that so I, I could be here at any time. <laughs> you never time. don't know. I could just pop right. up. Hey, I feel you. Right. So, I, so eventually me popping up over and over again, he was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and put you on this here cash <laughs> register and put you to work. Since you want to be here, you must want to work. 
So I started working in the store, and the more I worked there, like, I loved it. I'm an extrovert anyway. I love hearing people's stories. I love talking to people. But when people would come in the store, a lot of people didn't have questions just about the toys. Like, they had questions about, like, their bodies and pleasure and intimacy and all these different things. And I would be sitting there like, I don't know, but that's a good question. And the more people would ask me stuff, I was like, I really want to be somebody to give this education to my community. So I went to school um, to be a sex educator, to be certified. I actually went to uh, school in Portland. I had to go out there twice in 2018. I went out there twice for two weeks for my live classes. And then I had to do a lot of online classes. But that's how it started. And then um, I started doing a lot of workshops and speaking events. And especially my couples intimacy classes, people will come up afterwards and be like, I loved your class, but I need you to help us with our personal issues one-on-one. I'm like, yeah, I don't really know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I went back again for some more training to have how to be a coach. Like I knew all the tips and things I could tell them to get things going, but to actually be able to listen to people's problems and, and the whole business aspect of being a coach. I was like, I want to give, if I'm going to do it, I want to give people the best me doing it. So mm-hmm. I went back and got some more training on that. And then that's what led me here. <laughs> right. And then we added CBT. And then we added CBT. I love it. It's, I'm meeting so many people in the cannabis space because I was already well known in like the sex space. But just meeting so many dope-ass people in a Canada space has been amazing. Mostly all on the West Coast, but... <laughs> you know what? That's so funny because when you said that you were in the DMV, I was like, yeah, I think you're, like, the third person that I've talked to in, like, three weeks that like or done an episode with in, like, the last three weeks that's in the DMV. I'm like, am I only wow. meeting people in the DMV? And now you're saying you're only meeting people on the West Coast? So apparently we love each other. Yeah. I know, right? We love each other. In my area, it's not um, not as as legal as some of the places on the West Coast. We have, in D.C., we have, um, like, you can gift it. It's medical. It's, uh, you can grow, I think, like, up to five plants. And you can have in your possession, I think, like, maybe an ounce. I, I don't know all the specifics, but everything except for, like, really adult use. Like, we have all the other things going on except for that, which which blows. And hopefully it's going to change soon. Because I would love to add some THC to a lot of my products. But right now, I'm just, because of legalities, I'm stuck with, um, but not, I wouldn't want to say stuck. Because the CBD still is helping so many different people but for some people i know the thc could be like like yeah, on the cake. The right yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i was um because you you said it's medically legal right in dc yeah um so that also would would open you because you can you can still you do thc for the medical patients do you happen to have a medical card just curious don't have a medical card. And you and probably would need one to be able to sell it. Well, you still can't sell it, no. Even if you had a medical card, yeah, you still can't sell it. Mm-hmm. Um, I could... Even as a business? I would have to have a whole bunch of different licenses. Like, that would be a whole number of different things. So I'm waiting for it to be to be legal, legal, 
before I go through all the trouble of getting the certain licenses to be able to provide it. Mm-hmm. So I really want to provide it to the masses. I don't mm-hmm. want to provide it just to people who have access to medical cards. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of waiting. I think it's going to happen within like the next year or two years. I think oh, it's going to happen. Definitely. Yeah. I, I, 100%, I, I mean, eventually, it's, I feel like it's going to be legal everywhere. But it's just a matter of when. But I think D.C. is probably one of the ones that I think is, like, sooner than later. I hope so. Yeah, I really do. It was a big um, lobbying. Because I'm in D.C. and Maryland. And so there was a big um, lobby day for talking to our uh, Maryland representatives that I um, participated in. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what happened with that. It definitely being in this business and starting this company led me more to um act. I don't know why I can't say the word all no, the time. No, it, it is it is a difficult word. I do it, I do it too, especially when I be smoking. I be like, all right, the word's coming. You're about to say it. You're about to say it. You can do it. You can do it. And I say it. I'm like, fuck. You still got it wrong. <laughs> I didn't No, nobody can see it. But I usually so I I I don't I don't smoke KC products, but I do carry. Um, a THCA um, pre-roll is THCA and CBD so when you light it, it turns to THCA turns into THC and usually I can only smoke half of it and I've smoked three quarters of it so I'm a little high <laughs> I cannot wait until adult use is legal because once you get your hands on that real THC oh, you're going to be floating I like so I, I, I do just a regular, like you know, just just stuff that you could just buy in the legacy market. THC. It makes me super paranoid. I don't like the way I feel. But when I was in Portland, I had found that I like the one to one THC CBD. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. So when I got my hands on um, this THCA, which is like it's legal ish. <laughs> <laughs> like Delta 8 and it's a THCA and a couple of things where it's like legal-ish. It's not actually Delta 9 THC, but the THCA with the CBD and my pre-roll, oh my goodness, I love that. So I take that, especially in the bathtub, I sit there with my CBD bath bomb, I smoke my, my pre-roll, yeah, I love that. So I know that when I actually walk into the store, I'm definitely going to be looking at um, some one-to-one strains and blends. That that's that's what gets me nice. Yeah, you know, I was talking to this this um, uh, dispensary manager, and she was t- she had mentioned you like you know when you have people that tell you they've had like a really bad experience, like they get too high or it makes them too anxious. Most of the time, it's because of what kind of weed they're smoking, and so the that's why you know the whole terpenes thing is like the terpenes are more important necessarily than the percentage because if you have the wrong terpenes, yeah, if 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 it's a high percentage, it's going to give you a really good high, right? But if it's the wrong terpene for you, then you're giving yourself the wrong terpene at a really high percentage, and that's why it's yeah. such a bad trip. So I was like, yeah, you know, that that's a good point because I'm pretty sure there's been a few times where I'm like, I don't like this feeling. I I love being high, but this doesn't feel good. Exactly. <laughs> I tried some terpenes when I was out 
into some where they label which is best, like, um, what's it, Mercine and Limonol. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right either. But I cannot wait to actually really get into it and experiment. Because here we have some places where they do gifting where, you know, you go in and buy, like, a $30 pack of matches. And then you could get something. But to me, it's just it's still super expensive. So I'm waiting oh. for maybe some other people will come into it and it'll, it won't be so expensive. No, it gets more. It nope. just gets more expensive. It, <laughs> it, just, it just gets more expensive. But you get better stuff. You get high, higher quality stuff. But yeah, no, I that's what I said. I, I, I want to begin my, like, really kind of documenting my cannabis journey and, like, what terpenes make me feel what so that when I want to get high and, you know, and I don't want to be anxious, like, okay, so let's make sure we stay away from this because I know this makes me a little anxious. So, yeah, but I'm like, I can't wait for you to go on that, be able to go on that journey for yourself. I know. I'm excited. But I I have been experimenting with some CBD strains. Like, I carry uh, three different pre-rolls, one that I love and I use all the time, Besides my THCA one is this one I call Carnal. It's a mix of, it's half CBD and half um, erotic um, herbs. So there's like maca root, horny goat weed, Damiana, and different things mixed together with the CBD. So smoking that before sex, it like, it still relaxes you, gets you in a good headspace for, you know, being intimate with your partner or just being by yourself, masturbating by yourself. But it also, those erotic herbs kind of put you in a sexy mood. So I smoke that often before me and my partner have sex. Because sometimes it's just like, I just don't be in the mood. People think, and people think because I'm a sex sex educator, like my, I have the bombest sex life. And when I talk to most of my sex educator friends, all of us are in agreement that most of our sex lives suck. Because we're <laughs> all of us talking about sex with people. People think I'm like, I remember when they said Candy had a dungeon in her basement. People think I'm like that. Like, I have sex swings all over my house and a dungeon <laughs> in the basement. I'm like, if you only knew. Like, me and my husband we have to schedule sex to make sure that we actually have sex. And I, you know, since I said I have anxiety, there's always so many things going on in my head. And sometimes turning it off to be able to get in the mood, to be aroused, and to, you know, to feel sexy. CBD really, really helps with that, especially if you're someone that can't get out of their head, can't focus on the pleasure. You know, you might be having sex and you're thinking about, you know, did you walk the dog and <laughs> was you going to breakfast and did you forget to turn off your computer at work? And you're supposed to be focused on what's going on in the pleasure, but you're thinking about all these other things. So having um, CBD or some cannabis for sex, it like really, really helps. So it's, it's helped my sex life so much. I can't way to explore, like you said, all these other things once it becomes legal here and combine it with sex. And I know it's going to be like awesome. I wish my husband consumed. He don't consume nothing. He's the worst. He don't even, he don't even smoke any of my CBD products. He won't take none of my gummies. I'm like, yo, you need to chill the fuck out. <laughs> and he's like, no, I need you on my level. I need you on my level. Sorry. I'm Said, no, I'm good. Yeah, but I, 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 mm, you, you sure? 
Like, I mean, you fine, but okay. But I'm telling you, it's better over here. It's a party I over know. here. <laughs> I'm like, just eat the gummy. It tastes good. Just eat it and relax. Because I love when couples come back and tell me, like, they took some tincture or ate a gummy or smoked on my pre-rolls before sex and had, like, awesome-ass conversations. Because sometimes conversations about sex with your partner, you know, could be a little awkward. You don't know what to say. You don't want to hurt their feelings. It's, you know, if your partner and somebody has a penis, sometimes, you know, they get a little defensive when you're talking about sex. And sometimes just taking some CBD beforehand is like, okay, woo-sah. You can get into, like, these vulnerable little corners in your relationship so you can actually talk about intimacy. And I've had so many people report that it really helped. And, you know, without talking about your sex life, that's that's a surefire way to have, you know, horrible ass sex. <laughs> Very true. Talk about, yeah, talk about your desires, what you want. And some people just need to take the edge off. And drinking, a lot of people go to drinking. They, they have drinks beforehand. A lot of people drink wine beforehand. Like, I, I love my wine. I drink wine every single day just because I love it. But using alcohol before sex is, is you know, not the best thing. First of all, if you're someone that has a vagina, you know, alcohol will dry you up. You'd be like the Sahara Desert down there. And then plus you, you might not be, you know, you get drunk enough. That's going to take away from the pleasure because you're going to be kind of numb and you might not remember what's going on. You want to be active and be focused and remember everything and be able to enjoy it. So cannabis instead of liquor before sex, that's that's going to be the ticket. Yeah. Uh, definitely want to be more aware. As I found, I once I really started smoking... And I try, you know, I would have drug sex and I would have high sex. And I'm like, nah, like, I'd much rather high sex. Like, it's not, like you said, it's not as uncomfortable. I'm not worried about whether or not I'm about to throw up. Like, I'm not, like, it. my breath stinks. I'm hungry. What's happening? You're not kind of going in and out of consciousness. Like, it's just, yeah. it's just a lot more of an enjoyable uh, experience. <laughs> then yeah, and a lot of times people report that the sensations are heightened because what yeah. happens is that it's a it increases blood flow. So like when you take CBD or different cannabis products, you're going to increase blood flow to all your good parts. So once the good parts get more blood flow, it's going to be more sensitive. More sensitive means more pleasure to those areas. So people a lot of times report that their orgasms were heightened. The way they felt was heightened. The way, you know, when, it, when it, if you're somebody has a vulva and, it, you know, the person, your partner, or you yourself touch your clit, it was like, oh, my God, it never felt like that before. Because that's all that extra blood flow going there. And it's awesome. You want to try it. <laughs> right. And also, I mean, just think about in your mind, like, being able to, like you said, relax and get out of your own head allows you to enjoy that experience so much more. Like, so not only is the pleasure heightened, but your experience of that pleasure is heightened. And yeah, it's just, it's just so much better. It's so much better <laughs> to the point where I'm like, do, do, I don't want to have drum sex. Like, cause it's just, once you know what you can have and then you go back, it's like, mm, I know why I, don't, I can't remember it. Unless it was just like totally spot, spot. See, another word I'm about to back up. <laughs> Spontaneous, unless it 
spontaneous. Most of the time before I have sex, I'm, I'm doing some smoking a pre-roll, popping a gummy, taking some tincture, using my massage oil or CBD loop or something. I'm using something to heighten all the different things that are going on. And then again, people that have pain, people that have chronic pain, most of the time do not have great sex lives. So when we talk about cannabis, talking about how people use it medically also. So say that you're someone that has, you know, back, severe back pain. You're probably not going to be thinking about sex because sex hurts. But if you can take, you know, rub your CBD topical on your back or take some tincture and get rid of the pain, then you can actually have some enjoyable sex. So also the whole... I love the recreational use of it. I love the medical use of it, both of them as it pertains to sex. And then also a lot of women and um, people that have vulvas have painful sex. They have, black women, we have fibroids. Um, Some people have endometriosis, vaginismus. All these different things lead to sex that does not feel good. And it's been a study that black women, like, we put up with painful sex. Like, we don't go to our doctors, or we go to our doctors, and they don't listen. They don't take us seriously. Um, So a lot of people have turned to different products, like CBD lube and things like that, CBD suppositories, THC suppositories and things like that, to help them with all the vaginal pain with sex so they can actually have pleasurable sex, which I think is just amazing and, and just if, if you don't have painful sex a suppository before sex especially anal a suppository before anal sex will change your whole life because <laughs> it relaxes the muscles and everything so a lot of people when they're trying to have anal sex like their butt's all tight they, they hold it you know they're holding their breath it's a lot of tension and stress down the area but say you put the suppository up there it's going to relax your muscles it's going to give you, you know, some nice added lubrication so that you can actually, you know, take your time and relax and have a good anal session. I love it. CBD lube and <laughs> CBD toys for anal section. I will never, because anal sex is not something that you can use spontaneously. You don't, you don't just toke your butt up and be like, hey, stick your ass. Like, it doesn't happen like that. Like, you have to prepare <laughs> for anal sex. So using a CBD product before anal sex is amazing. Yeah, so I you're like the second person, second or third person I've heard talk about CBD suppositories and how amazing they are. And I personally have never had a suppository and it makes me nervous. Um but she was she was telling me how good it was because of her her period cramps. She oh, said yeah, it virtually knocked them out. And she says she has them really bad. And I, mine are really bad, but only like for a day or two. And then they, so I'm like, if you're like really, really bad, then it should like, and it helps you. It should definitely help me, hopefully. Um, so I've been no. thinking about it, but I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I'm know. Saying, I'm saying one. I don't know. Cause yeah, that makes me nervous. <laughs> I'm going to be very honest about that. I've never. Uh, I'm, about to launch, huh? I'm about to launch mine. I haven't did them yet, but I've already tested. My manufacturer finally got one that I am super in love with. I'm like, that's the one. So I have some of the samples. I'm gonna send you one so you can see. But I I use them for sex and I use them for menstrual cramps because we have um, a lot 
um, right in our reproductive area, we have a lot of receptors down there. So using something that's targeting that area, like the suppositories or the lube or something like that, is awesome because there's so many receptors concentrating that area that is totally going to help with the pain and inflammation and and it turns on the pleasure. It's like send pleasure to this area. <laughs> it's it's so awesome. The the endocannabinoid system is so awesome. The way it works and the way we can use it at our benefit for sex is just it's amazing. So is it like a pill or like how does it how it's like maybe I'm looking at my fingers trying to like maybe an inch long. So it's like it's hardened um, oil with whatever um, cannabis products. So mine is um, a full spectrum uh, CBD. I, I like full, full spectrum way better than like an isolate. Isolate is just a CBD by itself. Full spectrum still has some illegal limit of THC and, you know, CBG, CBN, some terpenes, flavor, all the different parts of the cannabis plant in the full spectrum CBD. So it's a full spectrum um uh, hemp in there and it just looks like like a little bullet like a skinny little bullet maybe like an inch long it's not big it's not nothing you didn't have bigger stuff up there it's not that <laughs> it's not it is not gonna kill you you put it up so what you do so it's hardened so a lot of people you're gonna keep your suppositories in the refrigerator because it's you know it's a hardened oil you can leave it out if your house is not really hot but if it's really hot Sometimes they have a tendency to melt, and you're going to have to put them in a refrigerator anyway to get them back in that shape. So then you insert it in vaginally or anally, whatever hole you want, and you're just going to let it melt. And I usually wait about, like, 15 to 20 minutes because still your body has to absorb it. And the awesome thing about the anus and the vagina is that the mucous membranes inside, they suck. CBD and the oils, they sop that shit up like a biscuit. It just, it just soaks it all up in there. It's different than like rubbing it on your skin. You know, because the inside is like a different kind of tissue. So it sops it up in there. So it's really bioavailable. It gets right into your bloodstream. And it's, it's I love it. I love it. So that's the easiest way to do it. Put the suppository up there and just sit and chill. If you're doing it before sex, you could be you know, doing some other things while you're waiting for it to be ready. But if you're doing it for cramps, you know, you just sit back and relax. But like, so when it melts, does it like come out or like? Mine doesn't. I usually, I'm usually laying down when I'm using it. And when I'm on my cycle, I use a menstrual cup anyway. So with, I don't know if that's TMI, but I don't know if it's, if some of it's collecting there or not, but I know it feels awesome. So for the menstrual cramps, I use the suppository and I also rub some of my topical on my abdomen to kind of like, and I take like double my tink. I take a, a thousand, I take a full drop of full of 1,000 milligrams CBD um, tincture every morning. So I double that up. I do a whole bunch because I have horrible cramps. But I like how some people think that when you take um, a CBD product that you just take it, you know, people do it one time and like, it ain't work. I ain't feel nothing. But depending on your level of pain, you might have to do some other stuff. So mm-hmm. you might need, especially like if you have, um, a high level of pain, you might need something that you're taking orally and something that you're rubbing on topically. And it's just, 
you know, with anything, it's trial and error. How you talked about doing different terpenes, and you you have to try to see what works for you. So it works for me and cramps is um, tinctures, topical, and the suppository. All of that mixed in like a big ass CBD posse working <laughs> on my cramps. That's what works for me. And then, but with sex. When I'm taking something for sex, I don't need as much because it's not that severe. Now, if it's a day that, that my anxiety was like crazy, then, you know, I'm going to increase my dosage and what I'm going to use. So you just have to really play around with it. A lot of people ask me, how much should I take? And that's that's a hard question to answer yeah. because it's so, it's so specific to the individual, to like your, you know, your body weight. Your and health. everyone's different. Even even people yeah. who yeah, who like weigh the same. Um your body can process things completely different than somebody else's. So exactly. how yours breaks something down is not gonna be how mine breaks it down. So yeah. yeah. Trial and error is always the only way. But it, you know, the great thing is that it's pretty fun, like to to do the trial and error. It is. I always tell people to keep some sort of journal. Like, mm-hmm. write it down because you'll take something like, damn, I felt awesome yesterday. How much did I take? And then you don't remember. So I tell people to keep some sort of journal, talk about, like, what was their pain level or the anxiety, whatever their symptom level was, what was beforehand on a scale of 1 to 10? What was it after? How much did you take? What time of day? So, like, one of my um, customers, they had back pain, and they said they were taking a tincture and rubbing the topical. And from the topical, they felt some relief. But it wasn't really getting in there. I'm like, well, when does it hurt the most? And it was like, well, usually right when I wake up. And then I take it when I wake up. I was like, well, try taking it before you go to sleep. Because a lot of times if you have back pain, it like stiffens up mm-hmm. during the night. So they switched it and started taking it before they went to sleep. And then when they would wake up, they would feel better. And it was like, oh, my goodness, that was the ticket. So even just the time and day that you're taking these products at is going to be super crucial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, definitely just got literally got to figure out what works for you and what products work for you. Cause like I tell people all the time, especially with CBD topicals, like I had to, I have one that I absolutely love. I swear by it, tell everyone about it. But it took me going through like five other topicals to find this one. And those same topicals I gave to other people and they said they worked perfectly fine for them. They just yeah. didn't work for me. And so, I mean, now I got to go full topicals, but, <laughs> but the point is you will eventually find what works. I found what works. Yes. So. Yes. And sometimes <laughs> I got to put it before sex, I got to put a little topical. Sometimes my knees start to hurt. I'm telling you, <laughs> once I turn 40, stuff just started breaking down. So I like, you. Know, well, I don't really like it because I'm lazy as hell, but my husband likes me to ride on top of him. But if my knee is a day, my knee is bothering me, I'm like, okay, let me rub this topical on my knee first. <laughs> get ready. So it's like a whole thing. But if I didn't have all these different products to use, like sex wouldn't be, it wouldn't be enjoyable for me. And it definitely wouldn't be enjoyable for him because, you know, he's looking at me and I'm probably going to be scratching my face in pain, not because it feels good, but it's like, mm, it's hurts. And in my head, I'm thinking, Oh my God! Well, he had from busting nuts. Right, and it's not as enjoyable because he knows you're not enjoying it. Exactly. So it really helps both of us. Yeah, that's very true. You know, um, normally I I I forgot this part. We got so involved in all the CBD and the sex talk. I know, right? um, <laughs> but I wanna I wanna do a quick tip check with you. 
I always uh, like to check in with my guests and see how your mental health has been, how your week has been. I know it's the beginning of the week, but like, you know, maybe last week. <laughs> how you been, girl? Exhaustion. So I just recently had two of the rooms in my house painted, and now that just totally lifted, just this little teeny thing totally lifted my spirit. So when I went out earlier today, I came home and walked in my house, and I was like, oh, this is so great. And that's just little things. Like, I always tell people to find little pleasures in your everyday life. So Mm -hmm. this little pleasures of the new paint in my house has really put me in a good headspace. So I'm thankful for that. Yeah, that's amazing. Is that the room that you're in now? Is that um, one of the ones that you newly painted? This was actually one of, my house was a foreclosure. So it was, it was a mess we moved in. This was one of the rooms, the only rooms that the people, the paint color that I like. Yeah, I was going to say, actually, I love that color behind you. That color looks great. Yeah. It's the only room that was like, was nice the rest of the rooms i'm like what the hell was they thinking about <laughs> how'd this happen um but yeah that's awesome i'm so happy to hear that you have survived your uh busiest week of the year um i i, I always wondered well i guess not wondered is not a good word but i guess i've never really thought about like what's the busiest time of the year for a sex shop if Valentine's day makes oh, sense wow. yeah that makes oh, sense my I'm in a Facebook group with like a thousand people, all these different owners, webs, online owners, brick and mortar owners. And starting like the end of December, we're all getting revved up. We're getting ready because a lot of times in February, um, my husband and I make more money that one month than we do the whole summer. The summer usually for us is pretty slow. When it comes to our stores, because people are not really, you know, they're not booed up. They're not, it's not cuddle season. They're not in the house. Wintertime is our, is the months that we actually are able to eat, you know, nice food. In the summertime, we might be <laughs> eating spaghetti for a couple of nights. People are out and about enjoying the weather and, and not really buying all the things to, you know, enhance intimacy. And they're not, you know, in the house for long periods of time with nothing to do for So they need a new vibrator. So, yeah, we get ready for Valentine's Day and the winter in general. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Well, yeah, I'm glad that that, uh, you survived that and that your new painted walls bring you joy. Like you said, I I completely 100% agree. agree. Uh, It's the little things. You have to find the, the silver lining in every situation, and even the little things can be that silver lining. Um, so something as good as look at how good my walls look today yes yes that can go a long way 
Um, so you kind of already gave us a, a rundown of what you're smoking. Um, but I know that you said you had a couple different different um strains of the or is that what you have? There's the different strains, just that one was like carnal and then there was something else. Yeah, so I have so I have I go I drive about an hour to this woman on farm in Maryland and pick up all my flowers. I like and I don't have to. She could just mail it to me. But I love going to this damn farm because I'm in the city. So I take this opportunity to go there. And sometimes she'd be like, go home and try this. And she had me a big-ass stick of <laughs> flower and be like, here, here you are. And I'm like, ah. And I see the, the you know, the farm and everything. But I get um, three different strains from her. I get one, the high THCA strain. That, my pre-roll, I call that one Ooey, because I, I don't know what movie it was. They was like, this is that Ooey. So that's what I call that one. I got to figure out what movie it was. I was going to so say, where? it sounds familiar, but I can't think of the movie either. I know. Maybe I when, we, when we post this, well, my listeners out there, I, we need you to help us and tell us what yes. movie this comes from. Uh, what movie? Because they're like, that's that so, so that's what it, on my website. That's what I called it. So that one is just um, pure flower. The the whole pre roll. Then I have um, two other pre rolls um, that I get. She she gets me. I buy one indica strain and one uh, sativa strain from her. And with the sativa strain, that's the one I miss mix with the erotic herbs. And so the the pre roll is half. Um, half CBD, half erotic herbs, and I call that one carnal. Because that's like, mm, like it brings out your inner sex kit, and I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, so many of my girlfriends, they be calling me like, girl, last night I smoked that. <laughs> I'm like, get it, girl. <laughs> and let um, me tell you it worked. <laughs> and then my other one is um, called Night Night, obviously for sleep, so it's the indica one, and then, then it's half half the CBD flower and half of um, some some herbs that naturally help you feel super relaxed and sleepy, like um, lavender, chamomile, things like that. So they're blended together. So that one's all, really all three. I only have three different pre-roll um, strength, pre-roll types. But all of them are really popular. I don't want to have, I didn't want to have like a whole bunch of stuff. I want to have the things that I like. And I use all the time, so most time, like, I want to have sex, I want to have sleep, and sometimes I want to be super, super, duper relaxed, um, you know, a little bit of euphoria mixed in there. So those are the three different um, ones that I carry. Yeah, I love, I just love pre-rolls. Like, I've I've been trying different uh, methods of smoking, and I just love the convenience of a good pre-roll. Yeah, I love it. I do sell the bulk flower by itself. Only certain people um, buy the bulk flower. You know, people that want to use their own pipes and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But mostly everybody um, uses the pre-rolls. I have a lot of people who are not active, um, like THC consumers and, and you know, maybe smoke weed in college or something like that, but not, not an active smoker. And they just, like, 
I don't really know how to roll. I don't want to get no pipe. I don't want no bong. I don't want no vaporizer. So it's really super easy just to get the pre-roll and just light it up. And usually I, I only smoke half. I, I can't smoke the whole thing. I'd probably be knocked out somewhere. So I smoke <laughs> a good half and leave it alone. I'm thinking about getting some, you know, those little smaller ones, the dog walkers mm-hmm. where you can just little smoke baby them. Ones. The little baby ones, I think that would be super fun to have like five of them together because that's, that's something that I would do. Just smoke one instead of having to worry about smoking half, putting it back in a container, keeping it sealed, just smoking the one and done and I'd be good. Yeah. Um, I don't smoke indica that often, like straight indica that often, um, but I would get the little packs, like you said, the little mini packs of like three or five. And I would, they were small enough that I could smoke one of those and, you know, be out and be good. And like you said, you don't have to put it back. Whereas like the sativa ones, I can, I will smoke a whole one or I'll just let it go out and, you know, let it sit in the ashtray and finish it later. But the indica ones, I'm like, because I only smoke them so often, like you said, they'll, they'll go bad. Like they get all stiff and get all nasty. And so it's nice to be able to keep them in that pack and not have to worry about the other ones or like half of it going bad because who knows when I'm going to smoke this again. I know. Like the one that I'm smoking right now, I smoked half and I got another half, but I got lipstick on. So now the bottom of them got lipstick. Like that's not cute. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I just want to say, I do love your lipstick and that's got to be like a signature color or something because I've seen you in some other things and I'm always like, that's that same damn lipstick. And that is like <laughs> the perfect red for you. Like, from somebody who used to work at Sephora and used to have to color match reds all day long to different skin tones, that is, like, the perfect red for you. I love it so much. It's I have to look at, because this is just some some cheap-ass lipstick from the beauty supply store that I had. Look, <laughs> and those are the ones that I always find are, like, my aunt gets those ones, too, and she's like, these ones, you, you find the right shade, and then you just, they don't go nowhere. So you just keep buying the same little $5 lipstick. <laughs> And you good, but yeah, no, I whatever color that is, keep buying it because it looks very nice hey, on your skin tone. Hey, girl. Like, yes. You said lipstick, and I was like, oh yes, I gotta say, <laughs> I love yours. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's do our high blessings. Um, positive self talk and affirmations is a huge part of my uh, journey to a better and more healthy mind state. Um, so I want to bring you on that journey with me. So, um, I like to do our high blessings and did you want to do yours first? Or you want me to go first? I'll do mine. I, I say this every morning. I used to be like, who the damn show with, um, Mary Jane and she's had to post this all over the place. So I used to have a bunch of post-its, but, and then I just narrowed down to one that really seemed to work for me. So the one that I say every morning when it comes to myself, I have other ones that I say for business purposes, but the one that I say like just for myself is I am, I have always been, and I will always be enough. Yeah. So I say that every morning because sometimes I, I'm hard on myself. My anxiety beats me up sometimes when I first wake up and, and the, you know, it's different times during the day, but I say that and it's like, Bitch, you're right. <laughs> yes, I agree. It is one of the, I think it's, that is one of the most powerful affirmations, especially for a black woman, because we, we tend to especially have that superwoman complex that we're not doing enough. 
because, you know, we need to be doing more. We need to be taking care of more people. And we need, you know, have all this stuff on our shoulders and to the point where we don't take care of ourselves. And so it's important to tell yourself that you're enough, you're doing enough, and you always have been enough. I love that you covered all points of your life. Past, present, and future, baby. (laughs) She is enough. I love that. I affirm that for you. Um, my affirmation today is, um, I'm actually kind of stealing it from Tiana Major Nine, and I'm not sure if you're supposed to say the nine or, you know, how that works, but she just put, um, she's an artist. She just put out an album and it's basically just an album of mantras. Um, and I love it. And I've been listening to it for like the last three or four days and it's just helped me a lot. Um, So the one that I really felt like I needed to hear this morning was um, I am proud of myself and all the things that I have achieved. Sometimes I forget that, you know, you're doing this shit and you've done this shit and like you're you're acting like you haven't done anything. But there's a lot of things that you have done and you should be proud of. So I have to remind myself of that. Um, So, yeah, that 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 was the one that was. uh, Speaking to me. I love that. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, that felt good. I felt like a nice little pat on the back. (laughs) Um, I'm sorry. I said I'm gonna gonna add that on my post-it. Mm-hmm. Um, you should listen. You should check it out if you have. Do you have like Spotify or Apple Music or something? I do. Yeah. So her name is Tiana T I A N A Major, and then the number nine. Um, and the, the album is called major mantras or something like that. And it's literally, most of the songs are just her repeating the mantras over and it has this nice melody in the background. Um, and so it was, I like to sit there and smoke my blunt, smoke a J. This would be a nice addition while you're in your bath with your CBD (laughs) joint. Um, just listening to her, her mantras. It's, I, I love it. I think it is genius. Um, so let's get into this blunt talk. We kind of already did. We kind of started and then went back, but now we're back again. Um, so we already heard the, the origin story of the Noir Leaf, but how'd you come up with that name? I'm very, I'm very interested in that name. So it was, it was funny. I was with like maybe eight people and I was talking about, I want to start this, I want to start this company and I want to start this CBD company and I want it to be just for black people. So we're online looking up like different names. You know how you go on GoDaddy or something like that and you're looking up because you got to get the website. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to find names of places that, um, that weren't taken. And I wanted to, I wanted to show that it was a company for black people people which which is still doesn't say that <laughs> but the noir is um black and french and so then the leaf for cannabis leaf so it's like black exactly. cannabis kind of mm-hmm. not really only i know that that's what it is <laughs> well no whenever i i whenever i see noir i always assume that it has to do with a black person um although i know that it's not you know it's a, like you said it's a french word but I guess if I was in France, then I'd be worried about that distinction. But here, I feel like anytime I see Noir, it's normally tied to a black person or a black company. That's what, that was the whole point. I wanted something that signified that it was 
um, a CBD company, and that's why it's the title is the Nora Leaf and Company because I knew it's eventually I was going to expand into different things. That's what the and company is. Um, but I I was hoping that when someone read it, it was going to be known that it was a black person. At first, at first I had picked um, Chocolate City CBD because I love like PC. <laughs> PC is Chocolate City. But one of my friends is a um, trademark attorney, and she was like, um, ma'am, I'm pretty sure Chocolate City is trademarked by somebody. And she looked it up, and it was. She was like, so do not start a company that one day you're going to get a cease and desist letter. <laughs> right. I wonder so, I wonder if it's like a, that sounds like a strip, strip club, Chocolate City. Pretty sure it's Chocolate City. Magic City. <laughs> oh, maybe that's what it is. Okay. <laughs> Hey, you, you might be right about that. I was like, ain't that a strip club? Pretty sure it is. In Atlanta, you're thinking of Magic City. Okay, okay. All these different cities. <laughs> I mean, Atlanta's black as hell, and DC, well, DC used to be black as hell. It's, it's gentrified as hell now, so it's not as black anymore. But we used to be black as hell, hence the name Chaco City. <laughs> um... So this blunt talk, so that's how that's how we got the Norleaf black leaf, black cannabis. You know, I love simplicity. I, I thought, but nobody gets it though. So I'm I'm glad you got it. Nobody yeah. else gets it. So I kind of failed at the name, and uh, but but I like it. So I guess that the grand scheme of things, that's all that matters. I was but about to say, is that's what matters. <laughs> right? How you feel about it? No, but I get it. It makes sense, and um. I love anything that has black in it. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it just makes me happy. I love seeing black people win. Um, it, it's funny because I have more than once I have had because I was featured on this very large um, white brand um, podcast, and I had started having white women write to me, send me because it's a contact form on the website. Like, I really love your products. You, you know, are they just for black people or will they work on white people? I'm like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> 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 and I'm reading it like, what? Yeah. When, you, when you go to my website, it's just black faces. I'm, I'm saying that I'm, I'm talking to black women, but I don't know. Somewhere lost in translation is a difference. Like, our bodies are still the same. <laughs> the insides, the biology, and the core of it. Like, of course, there's some diff- little slight differences. But the basic biology and how things work, it's, it's, it's pretty much the same. So I, I, and it's the first time I got it, I was like, wow, this is crazy as shit. And then when I got it the second time, I was mm-hmm. like, people really think this. Right, is this really a thing? They're just that not used to seeing a brand directed specifically to black women. So it I must not... It must not work for me because why else wouldn't they be marketing to me? Hello? Yeah. Hello? And you know, and that to them makes sense. And that is the reason why we need people like you who market specifically to us. (laughs) Because I I don't think we have enough people talking to black women. I don't think it's like black women. We have so many different things when it comes to sex and pleasure. Um, You know, how we were raised, the influences from church, you know, even just, 
you know, your aunties or your mother or whoever you was raised by saying, you know, preparing you like you got to do this to keep a man. You got to do this. And maybe they talked to you about sex or maybe they didn't. But we have this notion in our head that like the pleasure of our partners is more important than our pleasure. Mm -hmm. Like sex stops when they come. Like it, it doesn't really matter if you're being pleasure. It really matters what's going on with them. And that couldn't be farther from the truth. So I just find so much joy in talking to black women and about putting themselves first because and diving deep into sexual liberation for black women. Because I'm telling you, when a sexually liberated woman, yo, that's somebody that's like going to take over the world because it like frames you in a different way when not even just sex, just your whole life, your job, how you, you know, you set up your boundaries with your family, how you could say no to people. Like people always be trying to get to this point like, oh, yes, yes, yes. But sometimes saying no is equally important and protecting your space. So when you're at a point that you're have this liberation about yourself in all these different areas, I think you just live a, a boss-ass life. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It, it took me a long time to get to the point that I felt like that, but I just love talking to black women about ways that they can get on the same journey and feel the same way and have all the pleasure that they want to and have all the sex they want to when they want to with who they want to and masturbate when they want to or not masturbate or not have sex. All the things that they want to do, that, it just brings my life so much joy. Well, yeah, especially, like, I love it when I'm, like, teaching a workshop, and I'm somewhere talking in front of a group of women, and I'm talking, and towards the end, I see, like, the imaginary light bulbs going off on top <laughs> of their head. And I'm like, they're getting it, they're getting it, they're going to go home, and then it's on, it's on now. That's the kind of stuff that, like, just keeps me motivated in this work. Yeah. I agree. I mean, that that's, it has to be a good sense of satisfaction to know that, like, hey, y'all don't have to just worry about somebody else. I, you know, it makes, you, it makes me wonder how many times have I faked orgasm just so you could stop? And I'm like, but why? Because if you didn't, then why, why am I sitting here trying to, like, stroke your ego? Like, if, if I was not pleasured, if I was not pleased, then why am I telling you I was? And I think that I'm going, we, I think that we as black women, as a collective, should uh, come to an agreement that we are no longer going to fake orgasms. I think that's a, should be a thing. Amen. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm here for, I'm going to sit on the panel. Do not yeah. fake orgasms. <laughs> We, I mean, we fake them for so many reasons. We fake them because the sex just is not pleasurable. We want to get over with. We fake it because sometimes we're in pain and we wanted to get over with. We fake it because we're scared of hurting, you know, our partner's feelings. You know, don't, oh my goodness, can't hurt, you know, the ego, and especially if your partner is a man. We fake it for so many different reasons, but none of it is beneficial to us. Because when we fake it, that's telling our partners, what you just did was good, and probably it wasn't. <laughs> right. And you never get to the point that you'll get pleasure during sex unless you stop faking it, have these converse, conversations to say, hey, I would like you to do this, this, and this. I really don't like when you do this. 
I don't even know if I like this, but I would like to try it with you. Like when we start having these conversations, that's when the whole pleasure spectrum and all the possibilities that we can have with our body and exploring our body and having our partners explore our body. That's like, that's it. Like that's intimacy. That's pleasure. That's all the things that I hope more people get to, but we got to have these conversations. That's why you got to, that's why you got to have a little CBD or (laughs) product beforehand so you can have these conversations and be open and be vulnerable with each other. Right, exactly. Because, I mean, don't get me wrong, I very much enjoy sex, but I think sex should be enjoyable all the time. So if it's not, then let's figure out why. Because it it may not even be that you didn't do something good. Like maybe it just wasn't right for me. Like the next person may love that little trick you do, but no, I didn't do nothing for me. Exactly. And a lot of times we expect our partners to be mind readers. I am not married to Miss Cleo. So I'm going to instruct him on what to do. But we, a lot of times we assume that they're supposed, they're supposed to know. I'm like, why? Why do you think they're supposed to know? They decide the last person did it. Well, maybe the last person just happened to do something that you like. Or maybe the last person you lusted over so much. There's so many other things that impact our pleasure with a certain person. Um, It could be that you, you know, I had a guy that I wanted to be with for a long time. And when I first started having sex, I was like, oh, my God, it's so good. Because it was just the emotions and everything behind it. And after a while, I was like, that shit is whack. (laughs) (laughs) It's so many things that, you know, impact our arousal and our pleasure and everything like that. But find out, first of all, what it is that you like by yourself. What are the things, the way you touch your body and what are the things that you like Figure that part out first, and then it's going to be super easy to explain to somebody. But one of the, a lot of the problems I see when I talk to women is they don't really know what they like. They're like, well, I just know that he's awful. Okay, well, what would you <laughs> like to do instead? Well, what, you know, what, part, what parts of your body are your erogenous zones? What are the parts that you want him to touch? They're like, my pussy. Got that. But like, how and which ways and what type of stimulation and all these different things. Like, well, I don't know. Well, let's let's go ahead and figure it out for ourselves what it is exactly that we like, so we can say it to our partners. That's like step number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's another thing that like really has to be broken down in the black community and or in terms of black women is like even. I feel like even when people are uncomfortably talking about sex with their partner, masturbation is off limits. Like, that's just not something that you talk about. And I don't think it should be that way. Like you said, like, how are you supposed to tell somebody else what you like if you don't even know what you like? And what other way are you going to figure out what you like? Yeah, masturbation came up so much. I had so many talks on masturbation, um, you know, during COVID, especially like not at the very beginning, but when it was like, okay, I think we're going to be here for a while. Because <laughs> you know, you're used to, you know, your partner maybe going to work or the kids going to school and these different things happening and you having times where you could masturbate by yourself. And then it's like, no. Oh, these families is always here. <laughs> Ain't nobody going up there. 
So it was, but then it comes to the point that's like, okay, are you masturbating in privacy or secrecy? Are you doing it? Because I like to masturbate in privacy. But sometimes I like a mutual masturbation session, but that's a whole different subject. <laughs> but, you know, are, are you doing it because you're doing it in secrecy because you're ashamed of it? You're ashamed of what somebody's going to say? Or are you really just trying to be by yourself and enjoy it? So a lot of people had to come to the realization that they were actually doing it in secrecy mm-hmm. and didn't want to talk about it, didn't want their partner to know they even did it. And I'm like, you don't think they think you ever do it? And they're like, no, no, I don't want them to ever think I do it. I was like, hmm, okay. <laughs> but just, and, and then having the conversations with your partner, like, I would like to masturbate. I need some time to masturbate. Maybe you can carve a time where, you know, you don't come in the bedroom or when I leave this little sock on the door, like take it back to college, I leave this little sock on the door. Can you make sure like this is me having my alone time? Like conversations had to be had because you didn't have the same time and alone time that you did when everybody was doing, you know, everybody was out in the world. So it came up a lot. Like what was like the end of April and May is like, yo, they never leave it. It's always here. Yeah, and it, I mean, masturbation is important for, you know, exploring your body, but also stress relief, adding that pleasure into your day, getting to know yourself. Like, it, for me, masturbation helps me a lot with my body image issues. And, you know, just when I'm touching myself and knowing that, hey, when I do this, it makes me feel good. That makes me feel better about my body. Mm-hmm. So it's masturbation can help you in so many different ways, but a lot of people are still ashamed to do it. Mm-hmm. It's that that stigma, like like you said, that secrecy thing, and that you should be ashamed, and that you shouldn't need to do this because it's a bad thing. And you know, the like you said, the only way to break that stigma is to talk about it and to to just come to terms with this is something that everyone does. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, we yes. encourage you to do it. And, so, and there's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> exactly. I I mean, I just, I, I could talk like a whole masturbation uh, <laughs> talk. It's just, it's just, it's just awesome. I don't even know another word. I, I like the word awesome. It's awesome. Masturbate. Do it right now. As soon as the podcast is <laughs> over, go masturbate. Go. Y'all heard Shani. She said, go make yourself happy. Go make it so happy. Because I know for me, can't nobody make me feel as good as I can. I know all the parts to go to. I know what to do. And, and I love it. I found I find a lot of enjoyment out of making myself feel good. And I hope other people do too. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I had that, that like realization, I was like, yeah, but I do this better. <laughs> right. Um. So we kind of we kind of touched on it already, but like let's give a, a, a synopsis. How can cannabis and CBD improve your sex life? In every way, say no, but right, like literally everywhere. Everywhere, I, I like to break it down into three general areas of how cannabis can help your sex life: mind, body, intimacy. So with your mind, like how I talked about, like if you're someone that has anxiety, has trouble focusing, 
you know, all these different things. Camps gonna help you get into that zone where you can concentrate on your pleasure. It's gonna be like I like to say that tinctures. That's the that's the liquid courage that's better <laughs> than alcohol. The alcohol. To you, yeah, to put you in that right um, mind space for whether it's sex alone or sex with your partner. Um, and then body wise, if somebody you're someone that has any sorts of pain when it comes to before sex, during sex, after sex, some people have a lot of pain after sex, so they'll take you know CBD or cannabis, you know, just as to make sure that when it's over, it's not gonna hurt. You know, I, I like me some rough sex sometimes, but all the time my body does not like it afterwards. So maybe I'll use some CBD lube just to help with the inflammation so that afterwards I'm not, you know, throbbing and everything like that. So body-wise, to help with pain and inflammation. And then intimacy-wise, bringing you closer to your partner. If you're someone, um, like I talked about the mind, a lot of times all these different stressors and things in your life inhibit you from feeling desire to have sex. One of the biggest complaints I hear from people is I just don't want to have sex. I don't I don't feel in the mood. Maybe once I get in it, it feels good, but I don't I don't know how to get to there. How do I get to that point? So taking something for the mind to get over the stressors is gonna help with sex. That helps with intimacy. If you're someone that needs help with desire, your partner probably is gonna feel it, especially if there's someone that wants to be intimate with you. And they're mm-hmm. like, why don't you ever you never want to have sex? That's gonna bring you closer together. Um, and if you have the cannabis products that can help you feel the pleasure better and have a better session with your partner, you know, they'll feed off of that energy. They're like, Oh my god, they like it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm doing a good job. This is awesome. We're doing a good job together. So that part helps with intimacy. Also, how I talked about having these vulnerable conversations, knocking off that awkwardness so you can get to the point to talk about your desires and your wants and your the pleasure that you want to have and the pleasures you have together and things you want to explore together. All of that all intermingles all together. So the mind, body, and intimacy, those to me are the three ways that it's going to help make your sex life Awesome. Even if you have an awesome sex life, I'm telling you, it's gonna take it up a little notch. <laughs> a few notches. Yes. Yeah, it's it's um it's funny because I would have never really even thought about like C B D using C B D afterwards, like to help with inflammation or anything like that. Like it's just or before I started my my cannabis journey would have never came across like even popped in my head. Like that, that pain that you get and that uncomfortableness you get was always just kind of like a package deal. And I was like, mm-hmm. and, and mind you, like it's, I also know that what I feel is there are people who have like medical conditions. So it feels, it feels 10 times worse than whatever I'm feeling. So right. I knew it wasn't anything like that. So I just thought this was like the normal after part of sex. Like this is what happens to everybody. But to know, like, no, you were just dealing with that pain when you didn't have to. Like, there are things that will help you and have helped you. And it just, the difference, <laughs> the difference yeah. that it makes. So, yeah, it, it is definitely, um, when I tell people that literally cannabis helps you with everything, most people don't think sex doesn't even come into their mind. I'm like, no, yeah, that too. Yeah. Yeah, that too. They- 
they think about, like I said, all the other things, anxiety, pain, sleep, all these different things like that. But all of that, you know, that, that could hinder your sex life. Mm-hmm. I, I know if I don't get enough sleep, when I come home the next day, I'm not thinking about sex. I'm thinking about getting back in the bed. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and not with you, by myself. To sleep, right? Then I get that I've been in in the point before I started using CBD and everything that I was in, like you know, you get into the awful sleep cycle where you you're super tired when you come home from work. You go to sleep, you slept, your nap was too long. Now you're up at two o'clock in the morning, like what the hell is happening? Literally me last night. Sleeping again. Literally okay. me last night, and now I'm sitting here like, shit, messed up my whole day. Yeah. So using a CBD product to help you with your sleep so you can be in a good mood when you get home or whenever the case be that so that you can, you know, activate relations with your partner and or not even just sex, just being intimate with your partner. Me and my husband and I, we don't have sex every day, but I try to do something to be intimate with him every day, even if it's just, you know, he's standing up in the kitchen, I go by and hold his hand for a second. So intimacy could come in too many, so many different forms. But if my anxiety is high, if I'm sleepy, if, you know, my knee is hurting, I'm not going to think about doing these little things to share these little moments with him. So CBD for me just makes me a better person. It makes me a better friend. It makes me a better lover. It makes me a better wife. It makes me a better daughter. It just makes me better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with all those things. So, um, where does a beginner begin? I would. To, I always tell people to begin on what you think you might like, depending on what symptom you're trying to solve. So, if it's something more with the mind, where it's anxiety or something like that, definitely something oral. It's better, like, I had someone that said that they had anxiety and they, you know, rubbing a topical on. And I'm like, rubbing it where? And they're like, well, I saw that you rub it on your knees, rub it on your back. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, so first figuring out what is the symptom that you're trying to relieve <laughs> and what is the best way to get it to, to that spot. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's hard to say, like, do this. I, I personally like tinctures for everything, whether it be anxiety, whether it be pain, sex, different ways, using it sublingually under your tongue. Um, I think tinctures are a good way to start with whatever you're starting with. It's best to start slow and increase because you're not going to OD on uh, CBD products, but what you will do is waste your money. Mm-hmm. You might not need, like, I, I take a full dropper of 1,000 milligram CBD. Somebody else might just need a half a dropper of a 500 milligram bottle. But if they started off with something too high, sure, they might feel better, but they might have wasted a lot of money because they could have felt better with so much less. So starting off slow, definitely keeping a journal, writing down how you felt beforehand after what you took what time of day um but starting off slow and then getting to your sweet spot your own personal sweet spot and then seeing how that works because you don't want to start off too hot people might think oh i need a whole lot let me i'm gonna get the 1500 milligram bottle i'm gonna take so much but you know you might just be wasting your money 
And then yeah. some people actually, they take too much. You're not going to die or anything OD, but you might have some slightly adverse effects. You might be super sleepy. You might, you know, not have your symptom relieved. So just starting off low and slow, increase your dosage little by little until you get to the point that's like, ooh, this is it. I feel better right now. <laughs> yeah, I think that's I think that's great advice. I have not tried very many um, tinctures. I think I've only tried them once or twice, um, and it was more for pain. I think once was for pain and one was for sleep. And like you said, you can't like it's something that you have to like keep doing to really feel the full effect. You can't like do it once and then you're cured. Yeah. Um, but I keep hearing more and more and I'm like, mm, maybe I should try that, especially for like the times when I'm trying to do sleep and stuff like that. Um, I love gummies for sleep just because, so, you know, all the different cannabis products also, I mean, they're so specific on what you need. They're specific on also how long you want to feel a certain way. You know, when like we say you smoke, you might be, you might feel how you want to feel for a couple of hours and then it wears off. But if you eat edible, you might be, you know, you might be high or you might feel relief for hours yep. because your body metabolized it. So I like a lot of times for sleep to recommend um, gummies more or or digesting the tincture, something that is going to be metabolized because it's going to stay in your system longer. Because some people, and it, but it, then it also depends, there's so many caveats. So it also depends if, if you're someone, let's say sleep, for example, do you have trouble falling asleep or do you have trouble staying asleep? So if you have trouble falling asleep, you know, smoking something, taking, you know, the tincture sublingually or whatever the case may be, like that's going to get in your system. Faster. Like smoking is going to be the fastest. It's mm -hmm. going to be the fastest, but it's going to wear off. If you're someone that has trouble staying asleep, Something that your body is going to be metabolizing is going to help you sleep throughout the night. So it's, it's when someone asks me exactly what should I take, I start with my list of questions <laughs> to narrow down. And I still might not be 100% correct, but based on what I've seen, how I've seen it help people, and what I know, I can kind of get a better feel for what to suggest. Yeah, I never even thought about that part, the whether or not it was uh staying asleep or falling asleep but that i mean that makes sense why you would want one over the other for whichever one you're dealing with um so the 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 drops then are more like smoking it without smoking it the the drops it, smoking is definitely going to um hit your body the fastest um sublingually taking the drops so if you just take the drops and swallow them Swallow them, that's still be metabolized. It's still going through, you know, your throat, going through your liver and everything like that. If you take it and put it underneath your tongue, you know, you ever seen people take the tinctures, they drop it, you lift your tongue up, you put it underneath the tongue, you let it sit there for like, I usually do mine for like a minute, you let it sit there, and then you swallow the rest. So underneath your tongue, the mucous membranes right there, how I talked about the, the vagina and the anus, how it's super, it gets it's super absorbed because of the mucous membranes. Under your tongue is the same way. So putting it there gets it absorbed into your body and avoids your, your system of being metabolized, of you taking it orally and swallowing it. 
Um, so that's a good um, way to get in your body. The next is something else. Next fastest is like taking, like eating gummies or swallowing the tincture just straight or when you put the tincture in something like I like putting in salad dressing sometimes I put it in my smoothies but that's still me digesting it so it's not going to hit as fast as it does if I put it under my tongue um and then topically you know that's that's iffy because some topicals like the topicals I love have some menthol in it so even while mm-hmm. your body's absorbing it you still feel that instant relief <laughs> yeah different things that you have to factor in what product to get depends on how fast you want the body how long you want to last what area you're trying to hit what symptom you're trying to relieve the severity of that symptom like so many different things to take into consideration yeah uh i think i've been doing the the, the drops wrong like the way you just explained it I wasn't letting them sit up. I mean, I let them sit there for like a few seconds and then I swallowed. <laughs> so no, maybe, <laughs> maybe that's no. why. Yeah, you gotta hold it there for like a, so. So when you <clears throat> when you swallow something that's digested, you're losing some of the cannabis. You're losing some mm-hmm. of the CBD, some THC, because your body's gonna take it. You know, you eventually you're gonna you know poop it out or whatever case may be. But when you take it in a way that like underneath your tongue. You're getting it. It's going straight into your body. Of course, the rest that you swallow is still going to be metabolized, but most of it is going to be soaking into the mucous membranes under your tongue. So hold it there for like, you know, a minute, at least 30 seconds. Can we do 30 seconds at least? Well, I'm going to try now because now I was like, when you said you were like, uh, I hold it there for it, I was like, oh, like five seconds. You said a minute. I was like, oh, huh. Maybe I've been yes. doing this wrong. Maybe that's yes. why. Maybe that's why it hasn't been working. Yeah, it's like, and it's not just CBD. Like, if you take anything, like, it's so many different things that that people say. Oh, you gotta take take it sublingually under your tongue, like different medications. Yeah, you got, yeah, hold it there. It's gotta be absorbed and it's gotta be sopped up. Well, I always thought like sublingually meant under the tongue. Like, I didn't think it meant like you gotta hold it there. Like, you know, just put yeah. it under your tongue and then you're good to go. Oh no no! You gotta you gotta hold it there. Let it <laughs> let it soak in. Cause if you got a whole pool of it, you just try it holding it holding it underneath there, and then see if you notice the amount that you swallow. If it's less, it should be less. Yeah I, yeah, and that's probably like the main thing that's like made me not want to keep doing them. Cause I'm like I'm swallowing so I feel like I'm just drinking this stuff. <laughs> Yeah, put it under your tongue. I mean, but a lot of people don't like doing it that way. They still add it to, you know, like I said, smoothies or whatever the case may be. And when you do add your tincture to something, you have to add it to something that has some sort of fat. Because, like, the, the mm-hmm. oils and everything, the cannabis is rarely absorbed when it binds with the fat. So, like, my smoothie always has, like, an avocado in it. So, that's the fat. I put in a salad dressing because it has goes with the oil so just putting in something that doesn't have some sort of fat content it's not going to be the best thing to put it in to absorb it you're not going to get the full effect so even if you do add it to something that you're eating make sure it has some fat in it but you people a lot of people just don't like the taste of tinctures even the flavor one they're like i don't they can't get past the point of like it's oil in my mouth i'm like okay <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's it i mean, hold 
holding it there for a minute or so, at least 30 seconds, it's not that bad. And I just know it's going to make me feel better, better afterwards. Like, yeah, you're also yeah. talking to a kid that my mom used to have to hold me down to give me Robitussin. So. Oh, my goodness. Like, whoopsie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I will, I will give it another shot now that I know I've been doing it wrong. So at least there's that. Um, he was on the right, right path. Right. I'm just look. I tell people all the time, patience is not a virtue that I have. Okay. Yes. So I just wasn't patient enough. But you know, we'll try. I can give you thirty seconds. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. So how do we? Oh, I know, I know what I was going to ask you because I was watching your video and um, you were talking about central play instead of foreplay. And I just really liked your explanation of why that felt like a better word. So I think you should share it. Yeah, I, I, I hate words that deal with sex that make you feel like you have to do something. So to me, foreplay means something else is coming next where it doesn't have to be. It could be the whole kit and caboodle. Like, what we think as foreplay could be, you know, a massage. It could be hugging. It could be all these different things that somebody might consider foreplay. But put in the sense that sensual play, that's it. That could be the whole thing. And that could just be intimate enough. That could be pleasurable enough. That can still bring you to orgasm. However, whatever you want out of it, Without having to have, quote unquote, I have my bunny fingers up, mm-hmm. quote unquote, sex. Like everyone does not need to have, you know, penetrative sex to feel like that's the end. And a lot of times when we feel like we're going into a foreplay situation, we might not want to do it because we don't want to have sex afterwards. We don't want to have penetrative sex. But if we phrase it that this is sensual play, we talk to our partners like, hey, let's just do this and, you know, I love when we do this together and, you know, it doesn't have to lead anywhere else or whatever the case may be. Just that feeling of relief that you don't have to do something afterwards and that feeling that that's pleasurable enough. You could be, I could be totally satisfied. Give me a good massage, especially with some CBD massage oil and lay down and rub all over my body and rub on my butt cheeks. I love a good booty massage. Rub these cheeks. <laughs> like, that's enough for me on some days. Like, I don't need anything else. And I don't want to feel the pressure that I have to do something else next. Mm-hmm. So that's why I like saying sensual play. Yeah. I think it goes back to, um, I feel like the kind of the, the theme around, you know, what we've been talking about today is really like, women taking ownership of their sexuality and their sexual experience and like making sure that it's enjoyable for them as well. Um, and so I think that uh, using central play instead of foreplay is taking back your power, is, is saying that I don't have to do this to lead to something else. Like this can be enough. Um, so I yeah. think that's really important. Um, words are... Word choice is very, very critical. Um, not even just like like emotionally, mentally, like word choice is very important. And so that I, I applaud you for giving that power back. Yeah. Because I love it. When I heard it, I was like, yes. I can't remember where I heard it from, 
it might have been a class because even though I, I I teach class and everything, I'm always still taking classes because the language of sex, the language of sex, language of sexuality, um, it changes all the time. So I'm always a student learning and. I can't remember what class I took and they talked about it. And the same thing like you said, I was like, yes, yes, I love it. And it it just, yeah, when they said I was like, this makes total sense and I Mm -hmm. love it. Like this feels more right. Like I feel like foreplay is what the world told us we were supposed to say, but sensual play, that feels right. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So, um, what because I know you're you're I think you said like your number one product that for your brand is the CBD lube right um so what should we look for in our lube because I I don't want anyone out there thinking that CBD lube from the gas station is an okay thing to buy because it's not it's just not you should not be buying I I wouldn't buy sushi from a gas station I wouldn't buy lube from a gas station um, I'm trying to think what else I wouldn't buy from a gas station. It's not probably not much, but those are definitely top two. I would definitely with anything. Um, well, with lube in general, is certain is certain ingredients that you want to watch out for, and a lot of them are in water based lube. I don't have a water based CBD lube, but because I am, I have the adult stores. I have a whole big section of lube. And lube is really, again, different people need different types of lube. Some people with vulva, vulvas, they, like, can't use certain detergents, can't use certain this and that because it throws off their pH balance. They're super sensitive and things like that. If you're someone that is always having to look at ingredients, you want to pay certain attention to your lubes that it doesn't have, like, um, like glycerin, parabens. You want to look for something that's natural um, that maybe mentions that it's pH balanced. That's especially in water-based lube. Water-based lube is usually the main culprit for aggravating people's coochies because they have so many <laughs> Um, Like if you go to, you know, Target, Walmart, you'll see like the KYs and all the other cheap lubes. They have a bunch of different ingredients in there that are not the best for some women. I have like a steel coochie. I can use anything. (laughs) And that throws my coochie off. But for some people, they really want to pay attention. Um, I With CBD lube, first of all, you want to look at... um, CBD products in general, you want to look at if someone has a COA, um, a certificate of analysis. The C is like it's been tested and what's actually in it. So that's the first thing I would say to look for. Um, secondly, it's going to be it's going to be preference, like what, what type of base that you like. I like I have a silicone lube and an oil-based lube. And this really is what do you like better. And you might like both at different times. Like I like silicone lube um, for anal better than I like oil-based lube. Um, it's, it, but again, it's going to be trial and error. But one of the main things I would say over everything is buying it from a company that you can trust and one that has some test results available. That's that's probably my two main things that I would look for when buying a CBD lube. And then um, 
like so when you say test results like what are they looking for on the results like no metals no nasty chemicals yeah, and looking, <clears throat> yeah looking to see if it has been tested looking to see if the amount of cbd that they say is on the label is really what the test results say <laughs> that is important um, right it's important it's so many different it was a big article that came out i can't remember when it was they tested so many different products and they, they didn't match up. They didn't have the same ingredients. I know that my stuff has been tested by a lab, and this is what the lab reported. It wasn't altered so that also you yeah, you look to see if it's any other foreign materials. Um, you can see which way it was extracted. Um, you can look and see other the other cannabinoids that are in the lube. Some people like, um, you know, different ones, CBG, CBN. Some people want some THC in there. So just looking at the whole grand scheme of what are the things that are important to you in the lube and making sure the things that you don't want to be in the lube aren't, aren't in there. That's CBD products in general. But there's lots of good articles because COAs can be hella confusing. Mm-hmm. So there's, it's hard for me to describe exactly what to look for. Um, but Googling something like how to read a COA. That's probably going to be a good idea. <laughs> yeah, and just kind of break it down and 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 see what what things you don't want to have present in your COA. That is a good piece of advice. Do your googles, do your researches yeah. before, um, if you are somebody who is really sensitive. Yeah. Um, why should we? Why should we not be scared to grab the lube when it's time for sexy time? You know what? It's funny because so many people, especially black women, they get for I don't need no lube. My pussy get wet enough. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I hear it all the time. It's the stigma that something that's wrong with you if your coochie is not like Niagara Falls every day. And the fact of the matter is, it's not going to be. It's so many things that affect our lubrication, I mean, different medicines we take, um, your hormone levels, you know, menopause, premenopause, like I'm 42, so I'm, you know, I'm getting close up there to the premenopausal age, you know, my hormones are going to change, um, you know, stress levels, um, dehydration, did you drink enough water, like you, you just might not have enough lubrication because your body's dehydrated, if you've been drinking alcohol at night, you know, if your mouth is dry, nine times out of ten, your coochie dry too. So there's so many different factors that go into lubrication and knowing that it's okay. And and thinking about, you ever had a time where you like was so in the mood, you super roused, you was like, yeah, I'm about to get it in. This feels, you know, you're doing your central play, it feels really good, but your body just didn't react the way it's supposed to. You're like, what's, what's going on? Come on, mm-hmm. come on, mm-hmm. I need something. But all the time, our body and our brain don't match all the time. And there's nothing wrong with that. Knowing that you have some lube there. I have a mantra. I even got t-shirts to say it. It's better to have lube and not need it than need it and not have it. Mm-hmm. Trust me. It's better just to have it. So then when you're having them time periods where you, you know, your your body is not functioning the way that you want it to at that certain time, you'll be like, oh, that's no biggie pump, 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 you know, put some lube in it, like, 
you could have a wop on demand. <laughs> like it doesn't have to be so naturally. You just use the lube. But I don't know where it started and what was the patriarchy or what it was that started this whole something is wrong with your body if you're not always wet. Um, it's because that's not true. It's not true at all. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure it's the patriarchy where that started. I'm like right. <laughs> 99% sure. Like, I don't know, but I'm about 99% sure that that's where that started. Um, but yeah, I agree. It's like not everybody has those bodies. And there's this unrealistic um, picture that has been painted that, like you said, all women are supposed to be Niagara Falls. And that's just not what it is. And if there's if it's not, that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's day I use lube every single time I have sex. Not because I might I might be lubricating fine that day, but lube just makes it better. Like the more slipping and sliding that you're doing, the it just it just makes it more pleasurable. It's, Especially C B D one. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yes. I use that does even more than just slipping and sliding. <laughs> yes. That's what the people, they use the CBD lube and like, oh my goodness. Even if there's someone that doesn't have any pain when they have sex, they're like, oh my goodness. It was just, everything was enhanced. The sensations were enhanced. It just felt better. Because it's like I said, there's more blood flow going down there. That's mm-hmm. an awesome thing. <laughs> the, the, this it's is what awesome. you want to happen. Yes. And also, as Black women, we harbor, like I said, a lot of stress and tension. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we hold it in our pelvic floor muscles. That's like we're stretching up. Like we're all, like my face right now, I got the rat face. Like I'm all clenched <laughs> up, you know. You know, so you, you might be constipated sometimes because you're holding all that shit down there and you're clenching up. And the CBD lube can help relax those pelvic floor muscles so you can get have a more pleasurable session. Because if it's, too, if it's super tensed up, it's not going to feel good. It's definitely not going to feel good at first. Maybe later on, you might loosen up some and get more relaxed. But we don't want to wait to get to that point. We want it to be pleasurable from Jump Street. Right, from I don't want to have to, you know, sit around waiting like, okay, when is the pleasure going to kick in? No, I want that <laughs> shit to kick in at the beginning. <laughs> From day so one. It, yes. It helps a lot with relaxing the muscles. So it's it it does so many different things. I, I love it. Well, that's awesome. So what what are the top two questions that you get as a sex coach? And then what are the top two questions that you get as a CBD central brand owner? Or, or owner of a uh, erotic boutique. I had to think of the name again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so many different questions. But definitely as as a sex coach, my number one question that I get is, how can I get to the point that I want to have sex? Number one complaint from, and most of the time when it's couples that's coming to me, it's usually either, the, especially if it's a woman-man partner, I mean, woman-man relationship, the woman is like, I don't know, I don't want to have sex. And the man is like, I'm sick of her not wanting to have sex. That's usually what it is. Mm -hmm. And so it's usually, how can I get to the point that I want to have sex again? Which basically is, how can I increase my desire? Um, And there's so many different ways to increase desire, which 
deals with intimacy and, you know, it's a whole laundry list of things that I advise them to try and we go over homework and we do this and that. That's definitely number one question is about desire. Second question definitely is, how do I squirt? I don't know what it is. right there with the with the lube question is this unrealistic no. expectation that you will do that every single time no. that you do it at all like, right it's, it's porn has made it so actually always try to stress people porn is entertainment porn is not education <laughs> a lot, the people in porn are actors a lot of the stuff that they're doing in there and a lot of things you see are not real <laughs> <laughs> Like, I know the sex workers. I know porn stars that do stuff. A lot of times when you see them scenes that scenes that are squirting, they're not squirting. They're peeing. They just drunk water all, 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 sing, all day to make sure that the pee is clear. <laughs> and they're just peeing. <laughs> but everyone has mm. this fascination of squirting. Uh, a lot of times now our partners put the pressure on us for squirting because they feel like, if they don't make a squirt, they're not doing a good job, or their ego will be enhanced. If we squirt, it's, it's, it's so much with the damn squirting thing. But I just like, oh my God, this squirting. So, but I do I do talk about it and tell people how you can, but I always stress that if you never squirt, that's okay too. Right. <laughs> that's okay too. But that's definitely the biggest two questions. Um, the one of the the one of the main questions that I get, probably the, the most question I get all the time with my CBD company is, "Am I going to fail a drug test?" That's mm-hmm. probably number one. I don't know if it's because I'm in DC and probably three quarters of the people in this area work for the government and do take drug tests and things like that. But that's number one question: Will I fail a drug test? And the answer is maybe. Right. <laughs> I mean. It's hard to say, even though CBD is legal, um, well, if you have an isolate product, so it's three different kinds, isolate, broad spectrum, full spectrum. Isolate products are only, well, let me start off from the beginning. So when you extract CBD from the cannabis plant, the highest level is full spectrum, where it's taking all the different parts of the cannabis plant with it. So it's taking some THC. It's taking some other cannabinoids, it's taking some terpenes, some flavonoids, some essential oils, all that stuff is coming out with it, and it's less than 0.3% THC for it to be legal. That's full-spectrum CBD. Now, you would probably have to drink, like, a whole bottle of tincture several times a day, every day, for it to actually show up on a drug test, um, but is it possible just to take it, fill drug tests for regular use? Sure. Because all of our bodies metabolize things differently, hold on to things differently. Different people's jobs have different levels of drug screening. Like you might go to work at, I don't know, Joe Schmo's convenience store, and they have, you know, a low-level drug test. Or you go work for the Secret Service, and they pull out your samples. So it's different. It's different drug tests. Um, But then if you're super worried about that, I tell people to go with a broad-spectrum which still has all the different parts of the cannabis plant that I mentioned, except the THC. That's the next best thing. Because all the different parts, they work together really well to help you um, 
help the benefits. And then lastly is the Isolate product, which is just CBD, which some people really enjoy. Not my favorite, but that's something that um, is THC-free also. So that's probably my number one question that I get asked probably every day. I have a little mm-hmm. chat on my website. So if you go on the website, they can talk. And they, they're, they're thinking like they're talking to somebody, some person just answered, no, I, I'm chat girl. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm on a chat like, no. So I, I already formulated an answer that I could just copy and paste mm-hmm. <laughs> in there because I get asked so much. So that's definitely my number one um, question I get asked. So when you were talking about the isolate, I'm just curious, because um, you, you've tried CBD isolate? And like, what's the difference? Like in terms of the feeling, does it like use, cause you said it's not your favorite. Is it cause you didn't feel it as much or like what made it not be your favorite? To me, uh, and it's, it's again, personal preference. Some other people love yeah. it. Some people buy isolate, isolate tinctures from me all the time. They like it. They say it works for me. I felt that the full spectrum tincture with the little bit of THC works better for me. I just, I just feel a little better when I take it. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of other people feel that way. It's been shown, like it's called the entourage effect, mm-hmm. when all the different parts of the cannabis plant work together to help you. So it's I feel better, but somebody else might take an ice and be like, no, I feel great using this. Okay, well, use that. Yeah. <laughs> So just back to the, you know, everybody's body is different. Your endocannabinoid system is different. So it's going to, you know, what feels great to me is not going to maybe not feel great to you, maybe not to the next person, so on and so forth. Well, exactly. very, those are very interesting questions. I um, The desire one, that one makes very much sense to me. The squirt came out of nowhere. That one was, but it, but when you said it, I'm like, yeah, okay, I get it. I I understand why people would ask that and why that would be up there, yeah. at the top of the list. So, but that's uh-huh. awesome. I um, I appreciate you uh, coming through. I think I think that uh, we can I can go ahead and let you, you know, we can start wrapping up. Um, but I this has been such a fun time, and I feel like we learned so much. But most of all, I feel like you just solidified everything that I was already feeling about. We need to talk more about sex and we need to destigmatize black women enjoying sex and um, black women finding pleasure in not just pleasuring their partner. Yeah. Cause I, I really yeah. feel like uh, that is like a, hu- a serious serious problem why everyone has so much problems with people the song WAP and why people have so many problems with um Lori Harvey dating men and because women aren't supposed to enjoy sex they're just supposed to be there to have sex with like why should they enjoy it that's if you enjoy it you're a whore nah I was so mad when WAP came out that it was COVID time because I'm telling you I would have lived my best <laughs> bald headed whole shit life out on the street <laughs> to walk but I could go nowhere right and like I said that from the beginning I was like that's why you guys have a problem with it because oh she's a woman so she shouldn't enjoy sex mm. and it was, that song was, was packed with sex education in there like I sat down and actually like printed out the lyrics and went through and I was like yo there's so much goodness 
in this song. I I just totally loved it. But then I also I came with a follow up um, blog and talked about it so that people wouldn't be triggered like and feel bad if they didn't always have a walk. Like these are the reasons why and these are the things you could do and this and that. So I I, I hit it from both angles, but I loved it. I loved all the conversations around it because, like you said. When we, the more we have these sort of conversations, because shame lives in secrecy. Mm-hmm. The more we talk about all these things, the shame goes away. So if nothing else, people, when that song came out, people talked about all these things. It was all these different discussions and IG lives and mm-hmm. and all these and Facebook groups and Facebook posts and on Instagram that people actually started talking about it and voicing how they felt. And I was like, yes, yes, this is everything. Um, but yeah, so it's about the time to wrap up this smoke session. Um, and I always like to end the show with a random ass question because what is highness without randomness? Um, so I have a question of, I have a list of questions numbered four through 20 and you can pick you a number and I will ask you that question. I'm going to pick 13. 13. Um, 13 is what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a doctor. It's so funny because I think about, you know, in your life, you think about, well, I should have did this, I should have that, and you, you think about all the should have, would have, could have, and I was thinking about it the other day, and my life, the way it is, and the person I am today would not be as great as it is if I didn't go through all those changes, trying to figure out who I was going to be and all these different relationships and heartache and turmoil and all these different things. If I didn't go through all that and be resilient to adapt and move on and keep moving, I don't think I would be the person I am today. So even though I didn't start off the way that I thought I was going to start off, I'm really happy with the way things have come. Yeah. I mean, same. I think that, <laughs> I think that actually um, the point that you just made, like if I didn't go through all these things and I want to be who I am, I think that is something that I really needed to hear. So I appreciate you for that. Uh, oh, you yeah, that was, that was like a light bulb moment went off in my head. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's a great um, outlook to have. Um, that, you know, I had to go through the trenches to get to who I am today. And you know what? I fucking love who I am today. So if that's what it took to get to be this person, then we did it. We here. We got there. We got to be this person. So it's still a success. Um, yeah, because, I mean, you may not be a, tech, a, a, a surgeon or a general practitioner or whatever. But I think a sex coach is, you know should be considered some type of doctor because that helps you. You're helping people with their their mental issues, their medical issues in terms of sex. Because those all things go back to, to, to those, your brain, how your body works. So yeah, I think we can work it in there. I'll take it. Yeah, I think we can still say you did what you wanted to do just in your own sexual way. I like it. Yeah. I'm going to use that. Yes, 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 yes. So, um, I think we uh, did a whole ass show. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, it's been fun. 
I was like, I have to do this. I have to. I've talked to um, a sex worker before on my show, but I've never really talked to somebody about sex. And so I was like, ooh, I don't know. My mom be listening to the show sometimes. And I was like, no. I was like, no, this is exactly the type of thought process that you're trying to destigmatize, that you're trying to break. So I was like, so we have to do this. And you have come through and fulfilled and showed out and just really made the episode really fun and comfortable. So I appreciate you. I think that everyone should go buy lube from the Noir Leaf and yeah, have sexy time and make it comfortable. <laughs> that is amazing. Shawnee, this has been so much fun. Um, give the peoples your contact info. Where can they get in touch with you? Yeah, the best place is right there on Instagram. Yeah, I, I look at my own DMs. I don't ignore people. So if you go to at sex stuff with Shawnee, S-H-A-N-I, that's where you'll find me. And in my link in bio, there's a whole bunch of different link to my CBD site, link to my um, erotic boutique website, um, link to my sex educator website. I got so many different sites. But in the link tree, you'll see a bunch of different links that uh, that got tons of good information on them that you can check out. Yeah. Anything sex you need to know, go find that link tree because it'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. All right, so I think that sums up another episode of Bluntly Black Girls. Thank you to my smoking sister, Shawnee. And um, you guys can follow us at Bluntly Black Girls on IG and Bluntly BLK Girls on Twitter. Uh, comment, rate, subscribe. Talk to me. Talk to Shawnee. Um, talk to your partner and tell them what you want in the bedroom. And talk to them and tell them, hey, I need your car real quick because we need to order some lube and some tinctures because we're going to have a party when it gets here. Uh, yes, all of that. Uh, let us know what you think about the episodes and comment, rate, subscribe. Any questions you may have, um, let us know. Hit us up. Smoke a blunt, drink your water, and give a fuck what anybody got to say about being a bluntly black girl. Wrap. <laughs>